Welcome to the Once Again Podcast. Today's episode is unique and will focus on your host, Ashley, and her relationship with Once Upon a Time. So without further delay, Ashley, take it away. Thank you, Jason. Uh, You know, for me, Once Upon a Time took over that entire seven years it was on the air. It took over my life. It was my Sundays. It, It was everything. And, you know, when I look back, I think now, like, what drew me in from the start, before I even, like, once upon a time even came around, I was not much of a television person. I admit that. I watched all the Disney movies. I was a Disney kid. I was an animated kid. I watched cartoons on Sundays on occasion, but otherwise, like, you know, on the weekend, but I didn't watch, like, TV the way other people watch TV. Like, I missed out on a lot of shows because I just did not watch TV. Hmm. I read. I read a lot. We'll probably talk about that more when we talk about me reading some of the Once Upon a Time books, but I read. But that instilled in me a love of fantasy, a love of fairy tales. That paired with all the Disney movies was a recipe to like something like Once Upon a Time. And I remember seeing, you know, the promotions and going, that looks really interesting. And the first episode, I forced my dad on that Sunday night to sit down and watch it with me. And that became our show. That was Mm. my dad and I's show the entire length. Every Sunday, we would go watch the show, get our wine, get our cheese and crackers. And it gave us something to talk about, think about every week. And, you know, I miss having that with him. I love Once Upon a Time. It's a great show. I love all the characters. I still listen to the musical episode all the time. I listen to the songs from that like a crazy person. Uh, I never fell off. I know a lot of people, I know in your episode, a lot of people fell off at certain points, especially after the Neverland stuff. Mm I stayed with it the whole time. I kept watching. So when other people are like, yeah, I haven't watched that show in a year, I'm like, no, I'm just still watching, still trugging along every Sunday night watching the show you're a trooper yeah I stood through the whole thing and I don't regret that I think I think the show I do think it was a slog at some points really hard to get through but I don't regret getting through it because I think a lot of the later seasons are great and I think it sucks for all the people that dropped off before then because I think that I have friends that I'm like I know you would have loved season five and six had you gotten there but Mm. a lot of people just didn't make it that far and I understand that I do so you mentioned um that you weren't a big television person well not very little television at all um but you did like Disney movies do you remember if uh, maybe this is reaching but do you remember like what the first Disney movie you saw was or if, if you could name a couple if you had to group them I mean I don't remember but like I'm sure it was like Beauty and the Beast Mm. and Pocahontas and stuff. Those are things I remember watching again and again. And Beauty and the Beast came out the year I was born. So I'm sure like a lot of those things, you know, I was born in the right time for the Disney Renaissance to come along and to see all those new classics. You know, they're classics now, but those new classics when they basically first came out, things Mm. like The Little Mermaid. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, th- I think I talked about in my episode how they were on a, a, a roll with like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, and 
uh, Pixar and everything, the Pixar movies that yeah, they made. Yeah, you couldn't go wrong. You had mm. Toy Story, like everything was there. And, you know, I watched all the other animated movies, like the Don Bluth films are excellent mm-hmm. as well. You know, there's other animated films. But again, I think that all does, does come back to, if you like fairy tales, Once Upon a Time was the show. I know there's other shows that involve the fairy tales you've got the show Grimm, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not the same vibe, not the same thing. The storytelling of Grimm is not the same that's going on in Once Upon a Time. And I like the idea of flipping the stories that we knew so well on their heads kind of a bit. And I thought it was interesting that the characters were not who they seem to be. I think at times it gets a little ridiculous <laughs> at who characters are, but, you know, knowing that like Rumpelstiltskin is Hook's crocodile. Like that's great. That's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's that was going to be my next question. Was what aspects of uh, the storytelling, combining the characters or combining the stories using the same characters, uh, do you think was like Rumple your favorite? Like they made him the Beast. And oh, Beauty hands and Beast. down. Yeah. I think anything they've done with Rumple, mm-hmm. they did almost flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Like writing him and how they used his character to kind of be the beast, to be mm. the crocodile. Like I said, at some points, all the family connections and all of it gets a little crazy. And when you got Peter Pan being Rumpel's dad and mm. the black fairy being his mom, when you have all those things, it's a lot. But mm. I think that's just something you kind of have to suspend disbelief and let the show do what it's going to do because it's there's always going to be someone being someone else. Like it's going to happen. Well, it's I an, think sorry, go another ahead. character, Ruby being the wolf herself is also a big reveal. And I think that's such a good, like, you don't see it coming until it's happening. You're like, oh. Yeah. No, oh. I agree. Like, that's not the, like, that's not something you expect. Mm-mm. So what aspect of season one really hooked you into the show? Just the fact that like these fairy tale characters were stuck in our world and they didn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly. And honestly, I thought we were going to get another season or two of them, the curse not being broken. Like that made more sense to me. So yeah. having the first season end the way it did with like, oh, curse is broken is so like now, even now I'm like, wow, you know, they could have just kept it going for another season or two, but they were like, no, we're ending the story arc right here. And it kind of left it as a, well, what's going to happen now? Like, isn't the story over? Because really at that point, the story is kind of over Mm. as far as like what you think the show is about. But I think there's such a larger play there. Like the storyline is so much bigger. You know, I think it's funny too is like I said, before Once Upon a Time, I didn't really watch a lot of TV, but this led me to, for like a three to four year period, watching almost every freaking show ABC had. And oh. let me tell you, I can talk to you about any terrible show in that timeline. You want to talk about DCB that was on for like five episodes? I will talk about it. I got Mistresses, you know, every show oh that exists. Oh my God, Mistresses. Every Sunday night show, every Monday night show, every Thursday and Friday, like if they, I know them. Hmm awful and oh. most of them had one season or a few episodes they're all bad if I'm going to be honest most of them are bad I think uh <laughs> the next best show from that time period on ABC was uh Gallivant um, Gallivant was good yeah I think maybe down the road that might be the next show that we cover 
but uh, I'm still, uh, you know, Galvant season three for uh, Disney Plus, please. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Enjoy. Yeah, especially they're going to do uh, musicals and stuff on Disney Plus, bring that, or at least do a Galavant movie. Um, oh, yeah, I'd love that. Just to like round out the series, like, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a very good show. I know they're bringing back one of those shows that was in this timeline, uh, The Quest. I know mm. they do have another season coming to Disney Plus. Mm. It's, uh, a tr- it's a fantasy reality TV show, if you don't remember it. I, I do not remember it. Oh, it's literally like Survivor meets scripted television. Like it's literally scripted, but also the competitions aren't scripted apparently, but like there's a scripted fantasy storyline going on. So they, do they adjust the storyline based off what happens in the competitions or? Kind of, but not really. Like there's clearly like a played out story, like Hmm. people from our world need to go to this other world to like, and the quest is them having to stop this like great oh, evil. But okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah. I've, I've never and watched they have it, to, but yes. And they're doing competitions mm-hmm. that are like, oh, make a potion, like, mm-hmm. you know, win, win this, win that. Like, it's very, it's meant to feel fantasy, but it's still mm-hmm. doing those like weird competitions you would see on like Big Brother Survivor. Okay. It's reality TV, but it's very scripted on the storyline aspect. Well, I, I know you're also a Big Brother fan, so this has to be a dream show for you then. Oh, which again, didn't watch Big Brother or really watch Survivor till after Once Upon a Time. Like a hmm. lot of that came after. So uh, you mentioned you watched it with your father. Uh, what, what aspects of the show drew him in? What did he like best about the show? You know, I think he also just kind of enjoyed the fairy tale aspects and enjoyed mm. that there was a lot of unexpected things going on. I think he also just enjoyed he had something to watch with his daughter, but mm. yeah, that's true. Family bonding over a show and everything. Yeah, I think it was more so that I kept up watching it, so he mm. kept up watching it. Well, because it's not it's not when when you're watching the show with family or loved ones, it's not just watching the show. It's and especially with a week to week show, you know, in the in the age of binging. We can just keep watching episode after episode, but in week to week television, um, you have discussions throughout the week, what you think is going to happen, why this character did that. Um, And uh, Disney plus is kind of bringing that back with their shows because they're the the Marvel shows, the uh, Star Wars shows have all been week to week shows. And what's surprising to me is I know a lot of people that don't like that. I'm like, I like that. It makes me want to watch more. I don't enjoy binging. Yeah. yeah binging is rough on me i don't like watching tv that way and also in the week-to-week shows i don't know if this has the same effect on you as it does on me but i remember more details in the week-to-week um when i binge a show like i i watched both seasons of um altered carbon on netflix a very good show but if you were to ask me more than three major plot details from each season, what I, I don't even think I can name three major ones. I think I can only name one character from the show because I just went through it so quickly. Not, like not a, I, when I would talk to friends yeah, about you it. Don't, I feel like you don't register the details or like, because mm-hmm. even right now, you know, we're watching this kind of one episode at a time and mm-hmm. like I, we catch the details more often because... We're looking for them because we're doing this for the podcast, but also we're watching yeah. one episode. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting, too, to go back and watch it again, uh, especially for something like the podcast now, 
uh, and paying attention to the details, like you said, because you notice little lines, like how we picked up on gold uh, and his deal, or I should say rumble yeah. and his deal with the evil queen that anytime he says, please, and now we're going to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, but moving along, um, who's your favorite character from Once Upon a Time? Oh, I think it's definitely Rumble. Like, okay. I just, I like Rumple is so, so well written. Yeah, he's a full, he's a full character. Like, I, you know, I, of course, I love Emma, and I mm. love, I do love the like Dark Swan plot line as well. I think that's one of the better things, and I wish they had kept her around. Yeah, as that for a bit longer because I think, you know, she deserved to have that moment. Mm. It, it's interesting because she was never even in her most selfish moments as the dark swan she was still everything she was doing was for the greater good yeah and i think like i said i think the way the character is written like you know we talk about this is like not every character is like strictly evil not every character is strictly good like everybody mm. has their motivations mm. and their backstory and it's interesting too because both her and rumple have several ties together as far as their characters go. Um, you know, we haven't reached that point yet because it's later seasons, but we know going back in that Rumple was supposed to be the savior. Um, yeah, so and, it's interesting that both of them actually turned out to be dark ones, yeah. at least temporarily in, yeah. in this case. Like... Yeah, and Rumple redeems himself, of course, as we know. But uh, yeah, it, it's just, in, it, even with all the antics of Rumple's family, drama and uh how that that all plays out he uh he's an interesting character she's a very interesting character i think my one thing about the show is i'm not sure we needed the last season i do like Mm. the last season i don't think we quite needed it it's it's like that was a good stopping point mm -hmm. when we got to the end of season six Mm. but it's like a soft reboot yeah and i Uh. mean i would understand if they had done that and they were on the air for another like two or three years after mm. that but the fact that it was kind of like you've done so well you, you didn't felt wa- very reminiscent of wonderland and mm. you know how i feel about wonderland i think wonderland is chef's kiss like the epitome of what once can be when it's right. really good i think wonderland kind of encompasses that into its single season mm-hmm. rather well well i also uh wonderland has much less of the going back and forth that the yeah prime once show has but also its stakes uh, are less too because yeah they knew it was only going to be one season so that's true they jam-packed everything and you know it was supposed to be kind of a supplementary season and it's it's good that it was that you know mm-hmm. it, it did something like it definitely did something but mm-hmm. i do think you know when i also think of once upon a time i think wonderland also kind of steps in and i do like, I love those characters a lot. Maybe not Alice, but, like, a lot of the other characters right. are well-written, well, really good. Do you prefer uh, Alice from Wonderland or Alice uh, Season 7 Alice? Oh, Wonderland Alice. Oh, Wonderland Alice. Okay, interesting. I, I think I'm a, the actually the opposite way. I think I prefer Hyperion Heights crazy Alice. I think but- that my problem with that Alice is it's, like, it gets a little wonky because of the hook relation. Again, mm. season seven gets a lot weird with the relationships, like even weirder than the first six seasons. Like mm. maybe it's because you have time to like accept all the different stuff. And right. 
the Hyperion Heights stuff is like one season. Here's all these weird things going on and these weird family interactions that are just like, oh, okay, well, okay, yeah. I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah, gun to my head, the only thing I think season seven did better than the rest of the series was um, naming Rumpelstiltskin uh, Weaver. Like I was like, oh, that's such a clever name for him um, rather than Mr. Gold. Yeah. But yeah, I know you didn't watch this, but uh, I mentioned how season seven was kind of like a uh, soft reboot. The television, so, the television show Scrubs was very similar. There was Scrubs, um, the proper show, and it kind of wrapped up, but I, I can't remember if it switched from ABC to CBS or vice versa or whatever it was. But um, they did an additional season after that, after most of the main cast had already moved on and gotten other acting gigs. So they came back for one or two episodes and it was called like Scrubs Med School or something like that. And it changed to be about this new generation of doctors that were training and everything. But I, I, I feel the same way about once season seven as I did about Scrubs Med School. It's good. It's not the, it's not the same thing though. So who's your favorite Disney princess then? Oh, come on. It's Belle. We know it's Belle. Do we even have yeah. to guess? Yeah, I, I knew that going in. Her giant, I mean, her giant library. I mean, let's everything. be honest. It's a, one of my favorite scenes is mm. Belle and Rumble dancing. Mm. Well, she likes to read. and um, I, I know. Do you do you identify with Belle? Um, yes. Mm. I mean, if, if we're identifying, I'm probably somewhere between Belle and like Princess Anna, but you know. Would you fall in love with the lizard man? Uh, listen <laughs> Robert Carlyle is attractive for his age yeah so give him it no he's a good looking guy yeah he was also um spoilers for the movie uh yesterday no is that what it was called I don't remember it came out a few years ago it was about a world where the Beatles never existed and this one guy oh. remembers their music uh, spoilers for that movie Robert Carlyle plays John Lennon in it and it is so freaky how much he looks like an old John Lennon um, like they they put him in makeup and stuff and everything but it was like oh my god that is John Lennon on the screen right now but then he talks and it's Robert Carlyle's voice Not nothing against his voice it's but he doesn't sound like John Lennon um, and I was like oh okay took me back out <laughs> but he uh, yeah like he looks whenever so I much. like I've only know him from like a few things, but whenever I see him in anything, I'm just like, mm. you're good at what you do. He also, Aragon's a terrible movie, but he does play Durza, so, and he okay. does it well, so. All right. <laughs> That's, it's funny about the, the actors being, when um, I went back and watched How I Met Your Mother after watching Once, Jennifer Morrison is on a season, maybe two seasons of How I Met Your Mother. Um, she's one of Ted's girlfriends in the show. And it was so funny watching her on that show on How I Met Your Mother, because I actually realized how beautiful she is because she smiles on How I Met Your Mother. Whereas on once, yeah. she very rarely smiles. On once, she always looks like she's going to beat somebody up yes. because that's her personality. Yeah. And that's Emma's character and everything. But it, it, it was just funny watching her on a different show and being like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. <laughs> Whereas she's pretty on once, don't get me wrong. But on my episode, I discussed uh, why I wanted to start the podcast and what led to it. What, what about with you? What, uh, 
what brought I you mean, to you the brought podcast? it up and I was like, you know, of course I, I love talking about the things that I love and mm -hmm. most of those things involve books, but, uh, once upon a time is definitely something that I could talk about and, you know, thing. And I'm, you know, starting a podcast sounded like fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you said you were thinking about starting one. Of course I've thought about starting one, but like where to begin, you know, who to do that with, like there, you know, not everybody wants to do that sort of thing. That's true. Yeah, you were actually, I've, I, I had, as I mentioned, I had discussions with friends about different types of podcasts and some of them, you know, they thought, oh yeah, we could do it, but nothing ever came from it. You were the first person that I said, we should do this. And you said, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Here, here's a logo. Let's go. Hmm. <laughs> here's a logo. Let's, <laughs> let's go. go pretty much. Yeah. So what else would you like to discuss? You know, I, yeah, one thing that I, like one story I think about when I think about once too is, so the last season, you know, premiered while I was back at college. Hmm. Uh, the last episode premiered the day before my graduation. So I missed the last episode almost completely because I was picking up my best friend from the bus stop. But I did manage to make it back in time just to see the last 10 minutes, which was worth it just to see, get that goodbye and that send off. Yeah, that bookend that they put on it. Yeah, that bookend with Emma and Hook coming back. Hmm. But, yeah, that's a great scene. Because it made it seem, you know, he, you just had the feeling that she wasn't going to, Jennifer Morrison wasn't yeah. going to be in the season and everything. But like, I missed most of that episode. Mm. Like, I think I saw a little bit at the beginning, then how to go to the bus station. And I was like, we have to go. I need to see the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to know. That, that would have been awful to go through the entire series and stick with it the whole time and then not find out how it ends. I was graduating, so I can't yeah. be too mad, but like. True. Uh, I suppose we should, that's, uh, we met in college. It was my uh, second attempt <laughs> at it. Also uh, my second attempt. Yes, so. uh, but uh, your second and final, I will be attending a third time <laughs> coming up shortly. Uh, a third and final, I might mention. We met in English class and everything and uh, became, friends yeah uh, you know we should i guess we should mention that we're both english majors essentially yeah, so yeah uh, it's not out of the realm that we do know this kind of stuff storytelling yeah. and that we love to dive into details and notice little things um and we also bring kind of a different set of skills in noticing the things i tend to focus on maybe some production details or behind the scenes things and you have the keenest ear for the music and the keenest eye for costumes and, and uh, those types of designs. I really, yeah, the costumes, the little details, the music. I really love music besides reading and like that kind of stuff. I love music. Mm -hmm. The musical episode gets me every time. Mm -hmm. Like I remember hearing Emma's song for the first time and I just, when the music started, I was like, no, 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 no. We are, we are not, making Emma's theme her song right now. That is not what's going on. And I like had a baby panic attack because I was like, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, I don't know why you're freaking out. I'm like, this is this is the theme song for the whole show. That's what's going on right now. Like, how do you not know? It's too, uh, it's funny. The musical episode, uh, I would rank it uh, as the second best musical episode of a television series, uh, only being surpassed by Buffy. Uh, and that's just my opinion. Uh, it could go either way, according to other people. 
and oddly enough, I mentioned Scrubs before. Scrubs has a very good musical episode. The thing that's good about all three of them is that they have a narrative to explain why it's a musical episode. I think once they wrote in like that, like, oh, the music was important. I was like, this all makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even have to think about it, you know? So is that your favorite episode as well? The musical episode? I'm trying to think if it would be my favorite episode. It's definitely up there. Hmm. I uh, mean, yeah, I do but... think, I do think the storytelling is a bit lacking in that episode. As much as I love the music, it's hmm. not. I do like a lot of the Dark Swan episodes too, just because mm. I like that we kind of get a different Emma because we've kind of got full throttle Emma being the savior up until that point. Mm-hmm. I like when they find out that Balefire and Neil are the same person. That's mm-hmm. also kind of a good episode. Mm-hmm. Like any of the, like the episodes with the big reveals, I think are usually well done. I agree. Do you want to mention uh, any of the times that you dressed up as Once Upon a Time characters? Or uh... I live in a red leather jacket, which is completely from the show. I won't lie. I mm-hmm. just, I pulled that from that. And I recently had to get a new one because my old one basically got, was torn apart because it was getting old. So mm. like I am committed to the red leather jacket. Thank you, Emma Swan, for having fashionable taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also own a couple pieces from the Hot Topic Once Upon a Time line that came out. I don't remember when that came out, but I want to say it was like season three or four. Like it was a couple seasons in. Mm. And in that I have the dress I never wear because it's basically a cosplay. It's Regina. It's a red velvet dress with black lacy sleeves. It's beautiful. I never have a reason to wear it. It just sits in my closet looking pretty well if you're I think I wore it to Christmas once if a wedding ever occurs that you're not invited to that's your reason to wear it yeah you know there's been weddings I haven't been invited to and I was upset about it so obviously Mm. I should have showed up Mm, well there next time you know now you also are a very crafty person you make your you go on uh, how often at least once a year you go to Disney and oh, make... yeah, currently we're actually, we're going in October for the 50th anniversary. So. Very nice. But you, uh, my point that I was getting to was that you make your own ears uh, for when I you go down. I make my own ears. I have an Etsy and make my own jewelry. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty crafty. Yeah. And Do you want to share your, your Etsy information or anything? It's your episode. Uh, Feel free to. If you want to go check it out, it's a unique magic jewelry on etsy and on instagram if you're looking for it i make a lot of weird nerdy type stuff i have some dragon earrings if that's your thing if you want those maleficent vibes i've got them for you i uh i've purchased some of the jewelry that ashley makes uh it's very nice stuff uh the ones that i bought were these uh tiny little message in a bottle uh necklaces and i gave one to my mother one to my sister uh, and one to each of my grandmothers, and they they thought that they were all very cute. I've seen my mother wearing it. My sister lives in another state, so I don't get to see her. Although she she likes cute things and and uh, you know unique things, so I'm sure she wears it. I have to be honest though and say I haven't seen my grandmothers wearing them, but they're not. They also don't wear regular jewelry, so yeah, it's very very nice stuff, and I recommend anyone going out there and checking it out. Um, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a sister or whatever, 
buy her something it's very nice or if you're just a man who's into wearing that kind yeah, of yeah you know people, i also get those a lot what, too whatever people of all genders of all spectrums you're all welcome <laughs> go enjoy go enjoy uh and god bless it's pride us. month yeah. we support everybody oh my goodness I, yes we, we we love all the people and we support everyone but so moving back to to once upon a time um how did you happen to come across it? Like, do you remember like seeing trailers or? Like I said, I think it was just from seeing, you know, the the promotions on ABC. Just because I didn't watch TV doesn't mean everybody around me didn't watch mm. TV. So I did see them, you know, when I was walking through and the news was on. So mm. like I had seen enough of it to go, okay, it's a show about fairy tale characters in our world. That sounds interesting, if not weird. I'm going to watch it because it sounds weird. And, and the Disney aspect of it all, it being yeah, ABC, it was, Disney. Yeah, it going to be one yeah. of those where I was like, it's one of those shows where like you hear of it and it's like, it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. So mm. I'm going to go watch it to find out if it is good or bad. Mm. And as you've mentioned in a couple episodes, and you might have even mentioned in this episode, but it escapes my memory, um, you're currently reading the Once Upon a Time book. Uh, well, the yeah, first book, I should say. You know... I'm sure we'll do an episode down the line about like the book itself and my mm. overthoughts, but you know, it's reawakened a once upon a time tale, a tale by Odette Bean. Uh, it's not the greatest, if I'm being honest. It's basically a one for one retelling about the series. You know, mm. every chapter is the same title as, you know, whatever the episode was. Uh, they don't focus a lot on the Enchanted Forest stuff a lot of the time which is I'd be okay with, but they still do back and forth on occasion. Mm. They also go way out of the way to paint Regina as evil, Emma as good, and Henry is just the all-knowing child that's just there for plot device. Mm. And I know the book was written in 2013, so it was written two years after the show came out. So, Mm. like, I just assume, I don't think that's Odette Bean's fault that it's not the greatest. I assume she was just like, Here's the assignment. Yeah. Write the book. Yeah. And she just kind of had a, it's still like a 350 page book Whew. that, like, I imagine should be double that. Like, it yeah. should be like Harry Potter, like the fifth book of Harry Potter, like, length. Yeah. How, like, or a George R.R. R. Martin is. novel. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's it, when you think of the show, it's a very densely packed show with a lot of information. And the book often has to kind of just go, all right, we don't need that information. Okay, bye. Yeah. Like, I wonder if we'll get the, to it later, maybe. I wonder if the thought process behind it was people who are going to read the book have already watched the show. Well, that's what I was wondering because I was like, I don't know who this book was written for. I don't mm. know if it was written for people who hadn't seen it so that they can get kind of the crash course diet version or if it was written for people like us who have seen the show to like, oh, just have this on their bookshelf and like have this other thing from the show, which would be fine. But I, as a person who has watched the show, don't think it's a very good retelling in any way. Mm. And I know the other, there's only four, there's some comics, but I know there's four books. Mm. Uh, the other books are literally just like, the next book in the series is Red's Rising. It's just a book about Red and mm. about Ruby. It's a, and the book after that, it's just about Regina. So it's not doing this play-by-play of the season. So I assume they decided it was a bad idea to do it that way. I have to ask, um, is the Red book a picture book? Because I might pick that up then. I don't think so. No? Oh, drat. 
Um, I am getting the actual physical copy of the Red Book. So if you hmm. want it when I'm done, you can have it. It's a it's a running joke that I have going now about uh I decided out of nowhere tonight to uh, just make jokes about how attractive I find Ruby slash Red Riding Hood. Don't know where it came from, but it's the running joke going right now. <laughs> so, was there anything else you'd like to discuss? No, I think we kind of hit it all, to be honest. Okay. That concludes this very special episode of the Once Again podcast. We have been your hosts, Ashley and Jason. If you would like to reach out to us with questions, comments, or critiques, you can at onceagainpod at gmail.com or tweet us at onceagainpod, all one word. If you're feeling generous and would like to contribute to the show, you can at patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Thank you and have an excellent day. Thank you.